This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on rewatchable.media. All right. So apparently his chef outed him. His chef outed him. That's it. I, I don't know that there's a more Antonio Brown story that I've ever heard that he, he, you know, bought a fake fax card just so he could avoid. And it doesn't seem like he was doing it for any other reason other than to avoid the NFL protocols for an unvaxxed player. So he didn't want to have to wear a mask. He didn't want to have to socially distance. He didn't want to have to do any of that stuff. The fake card cost him $500. And the amount he didn't pay his chef was Mm $10,000. And the poor chef realized that to sue to get the $10,000 would have cost more in legal fees. The chef was very much right than it would yes. be the amount of money. So the chef only leaked the story mm-hmm. because he could get more money from a tabloid journalist to leak the story than, you know, than to recoup the $10,000. Yeah, seems like a good idea. I mean, it's a smart idea. I mean, right, this is all just, economics. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly dumb that you wouldn't pay your uh, chef First of all, yeah. pay for a chef. You should. If you have a chef, chef, and apparently like, they, he liked the chef too. He had mm-hmm. the chef entrusted in his three hundred thousand dollar car to drive errands around. Yes. Yeah. If you have a so if you if you or I like go to a restaurant, we pay yes. the restaurant for what we eat, right? Yes. So if you have somebody cook for you, presumably you go ahead and you pay that person to cook for you. It's not like ten thousand dollars is the only amount of money that went to this chef. This, the bill was like actually forty five thousand, of which Antonio Brown paid. Some thirty-five thousand. Yeah. So this is the dumbest possible reason. Dumbest possible reason. This is not a uh, podcast, however, about Tony Brown rumors uh, and and misdeeds. It's not. This is this is a different podcast. No, this is an MCU podcast. This is an MCU podcast. So yeah, brought to you by Rewatchable Media. Are we putting that little little Rewatchable mm-hmm. Media thing in the beginning? Oh, cool. you have not been listening to the latest episodes, have you? Uh, of course I have. I, I actually just a, as a as an aside to everyone, I have the inability to listen to my own voice. It's awful. Oh, because it's your you it's your own voice. It. It's my it own voice. voice. I can't I can't listen to it. Yeah. I can listen to it like through my own head if it doesn't come into my ears. If it goes directly into my ear holes and it's not coming out of my mouth at the same time, it's really hard. Yes, we 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 always give a little shout out to Rewatchable Media every every episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, MCU, uh, this is the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We, uh, we talk about it every week. Um, and this week is no different. So let's uh, get right into it. News and notes. So there was a whole boatload of stuff that came out last week. Sure was. Um, so we're, we're talking to you on the 18th of November, uh, a week from Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We probably won't talk to you before then. Um, Disney Plus Day. It's like the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus. They they just they just like rolled out a whole bunch of stuff that they've got sort of in the can or shooting. We're gonna have so we've got upcoming. We've got in a in a week or so. I think uh, the uh, the debut of Hawkeye. Yeah, that looks good. It does look good. It looks fun. Uh, they have we have previews for Moon Knight, which is a a fairly unknown comic character comic character would you say certainly yeah. most people don't know who Moon Knight is 
Yeah, and mm -hmm. I've read old back when I was a kid. I did read mm -hmm. a couple issues of Moon Knight. Uh, I did not realize that a big part of the character is that his father is a rabbi, so he's supposed to be a, a Jewish, prominently Jewish superhero. That is not mentioned mm -hmm. in the comic that often. No. Because he notable. also gets his power from like an Egyptian god or something yes, like that. Yes, that is exactly right. Yeah, and he also happens to have what we used to call multiple personality disorder, but now is uh, disassociative identity disorder. And uh, so he's got that going on for him. And he tends to be like a like a Batman type character. He sort of dresses up in, in well, not black, but his, 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 he dresses up in white. Yes. But runs around at night and beats the crap out of bad guys. And throws knives that look like little moons, much mm -hmm. like the Batarangs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. yeah. So, Otherwise, Moon Knight is probably most well known for the meme mm -hmm. where he goes, he throws a bunch of stuff and says, random BS, go. Yeah. But he actually says bullshit. We're going to keep that in. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> keep, that, keep that in. Um, uh, we also saw some footage from the, the, the upcoming She Hulk show. Mm hmm. I think we also saw some footage from uh, Kamala Khan's Miss Miss Marvel in there. Yeah, was the it more like a teaser? It might have been just like a teaser. Like it, this was like a fifteen-minute, uh, full-on, and half of it is like everything that Disney Plus and the MCU has done thus far. Right. So we saw WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and What If, and then then this one was everything that's coming up after that in terms of what's going to be on uh, the marvel cinematic universe so i think a couple of things we just got still frame kind of shots right. but there's probably a few things that i'm missing but that happened it was a big thing yep but a bigger thing was earlier this week they released the second trailer now for uh spider-man uh no way home yes which comes out around christmas and the internet went crazy. Yeah. This is confirming that all a lot of the spider villains from the previous Spider-Man movies will be in this right. movie. Right. The only the only thing left to sort of wonder is whether or not we're actually going to get other Spider-Men. Yes. Now, Andrew Garfield has been out and about uh, right. because he has another movie to promote. Right. Tick, tick, boom, which is yes. the uh, kind of a musical bio of the uh, Broadway writer uh, of Rent, uh, Jonathan Larson, and his days before. So his story is amazing, and I, I can't wait to see this actual film because it's uh, supposed to be pretty good, and it's directed by Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda. Yeah. Jonathan Larson uh, wrote Rent, uh, was just, and I think died on the day that it was uh, debuted off-Broadway, uh, so he never got to see it sort of performed. Very sad, but uh, talented dude. Yep. And Andrew Garfield is portraying him. Right. So he's been, you know, doing all doing all the press for that. And uh, and he keeps saying he's not in it. Nobody can find Tobey Maguire unless you go to some, you know, underground poker game. Right. So, so. people have been dissecting what they're saying really carefully. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tom Holland has said that, oh, yeah, they, they don't have a cameo in this movie. Notice he says they don't have, they don't a, have cameo a cameo in this movie. Mm -hmm yeah i'm gonna make a bold prediction they have to be in the movie yeah you can't have all the villains that they fought and then not have them in it even yeah. if it's just like a, a flashback 
Like they don't have to necessarily meet our Peter Parker. They just are Peter Parker in right. like a flashback. Right. And, yeah. But it would be way more fun if they actually meet and talk and like, you mm -hmm. know, discuss spider suits and give spider yeah. high fives and, uh, you know, compare lack of web shooters to ingrown yeah. wrist and, web shooters. And I, and I sort of mentioned this to you earlier this week. Maybe the reason that, you know, they're, they don't really, you know, get into the, the movie proper is just because as you get older, it's really hard to make plans. Mm -hmm. You've got kids, you've got, you know, work is so much more, right? You know, you say no to plans just because like on Thursday night, you realize, oh, you know what? I've got an early Friday meeting. I'm just not even going to go out on Thursday night. Yeah. You know, it's just really hard to make plans as you get older. Peter still happens to be, you know, our Peter still happens to be in high school. Right. Um, these other guys are in their 20s and 30s. It's just not uh, not conducive to really making plans and getting out there in the, on the streets. Yeah, we'll, we'll see some older Parkers that are like, oh, sorry, I can't help now. So uh, we also just recently had uh, The Eternals. I think we've talked about that before. Yep. Uh, that, that is out in theaters and making money. Yep. I have not seen it yet. I will tell you, I will tell everyone out there, it's not, it, the, the reviews have been poor. They were the poorest, poorest rated uh, uh, Marvel movie that's actually been rated by Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's far better than, than uh, some of them. Like if you go back to some of the, like the first episode that we did where there were all the bad MCU movies, it's far better than that. It's, it's probably even better than uh, like, if we were to put it in our ranking, I would put it above um, Age of Ultron. Okay. I would put it in the, in sort of that category. Like, like it's it's fine. It's good. It's not great. It's it's got some flaws. Sure. But it's in that sort of category. Not bad. It's really pretty. Yeah. All right. Sold. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. So yeah. So what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about a movie that just dropped on Disney mm -hmm. Plus. Yep. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi came out this summer. It was my first uh, in-theater experience. Yep. So uh, let's get to the 60-second recap. Are you ready? All right. Ready, <clears throat> set, go. Shang-Chi is a San Francisco valet with a secret. His father is a thousand-year-old supervillain with some super-powered bracelets called the Ten Rings. But Shang-Chi is also a martial arts expert, and when his father attacks with a busload of assassins, he is ready. His evil father is ready to open the door to another dimension to free Shang's dead mother. But really, Dad is being tricked by some soul-eating demons. We get amazing fight scenes that all culminate in some dragon-on-dragon -dragon action in a magical city. Shang defeats his father's criminal organization, and the army of soul-eating demons is sent back into the hidden dimension. Shang is now the rightful possessor of the Ten Rings, which he learns sent out a message off-world once he took possession. We end with Shang-Chi, Wong, and Aquafina's Katie karaoke version of Hotel California. Boom! I got it under 60 seconds. 47 Boom. seconds. 47 seconds! Maybe it's just because I haven't seen this movie 17 times yet, so I don't remember all the little details as I did my, my, my recap, but I think I got them all. The, all the important things. <laughs> yeah, this is a great movie. This was really, really good. I think this this movie, you know, we're we are we are getting towards like the top. We're, we're approaching like our top seven, top five, something mm -hmm. somewhere around there. This movie might fall right where we've got it here. This is a movie where uh, now I've only gotten to see it once, 
-hmm. I could imagine just watching the clips of the fight scenes and just watching those again and again because they're, yeah. they're really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think you know if we're going to think about like the action movies in the MCU, they're all kind of action movies, but in terms of the ones that have the best sort of fight scenes and sort of individual, um, uh, you know, the individual versus you know whatever, I think you've got this one. You've got uh, both Winter Soldier and Civil War just have some some fight scenes that that are just so memorable. Both both of those Captain America sequels, right? Black Panther, which has some amazing fight scenes. Yeah, and and I think it's this one. I think that that's that's the that's the list of yeah. the best of the best fight scenes. Yeah, if anything, some of the Marvel movies they get lacking in the action, where the action can be a little generic. This one. Also... Yeah, does a great job of making the fight choreography really stand out. Yeah, a lot of them can just they can um, they can rely a little bit too much on CGI and big CGI monsters or big CGI uh, explosions. You know, a little bit like um, you know, I was a little critical of the the Black uh, Widow uh, fight scenes just because they 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 were a lot like we had seen before. Right and. I think this is a this is a movie that really sort of breaks the mold. There's nothing like we've we've seen before in, in, in any of the Marvel movies. Oh yeah. To date. So you've asked this question and we should mm -hmm. discuss it. Is this the best mm -hmm. action movie? Just in terms of fight scenes. Just in terms of fight scenes, yes. But that's probably recency bias. Could be, yeah. It's either this one, I think Winter Soldier's got some really good ones. Right. Those that are elevator fight scenes. Yeah. The elevator fight scene is great. I think the the three-way sort of Black Widow, uh, Bucky, and Captain America fight on the streets of DC is, is a really great one. Yes. Um, uh, I also think the scene where, and it doesn't have like the physical, you know, fisticuffs, but the scene where uh, Nick Fury is sort of being, you know, shot at and tried to, Trying, trying to, you know, be killed in the in a in its car chase scene. That's mm -hmm. a really good scene, right? And then the finale with the three different uh, helicarriers is a great scene. But yeah, um, those would be my two sort of my two nominees. Would be this one and that one. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really close. It's between mm -hmm. the two for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so well done, Marvel, and mm -hmm. a newer yeah. entry into the pantheon. Yeah, and along those lines, like you know, this is this is a martial arts movie. Right, you know, you and I did some deep dives on some so just the crazy sort of uh, martial arts movies that came out of places like Taiwan in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, and into the '90s uh, before before people like like uh, I'm sure they're still doing them, but before people like Jackie Chan got like you know Western um, yeah success yeah there's there's a lot of crossover Jackie Chan being really popular in Hong Kong for mm -hmm. uh, the in the 70s, a lot of the, the Shaw Brothers movies were mm -hmm. really good. Those movies are great because there's just a certain campiness to them with the mm -hmm. blood that is more red paint than cornstarch. Sure. Really stands out. Mm -hmm. The special effects, even though they're from the 70s, because they're practical effects, it's just fight choreography, you can yeah. still watch that and still enjoy it. Yeah. It's a little bit like... Uh, um... God, what's that guy's name? He was even on The Simpsons. He was a practical effects guy that did like horror movies uh, back in the eighties, like Tom something or other. Uh, Savini, Savini, uh, where he would just like he would like build you know heads and stuff like that, and that's how you would have your you know your beheaded 
character. He would just like he would do like really detailed models of things and really gross stuff. And there's there's a little bit of that that goes into some of these movies. Oh yeah, totally. Not, not near the budget, obviously. Right. So now now we have uh, a like a kung fu movie, but with mm -hmm. better effects. Yeah. And uh, homages abound. Yeah. yeah. So we've got we've got obviously references to Jackie Chan. I think there's some definitely some strong Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon references with like the, the great Ang Lee movie. Uh, and also John Woo, like John Woo was like the guy uh, in the late 80s and early 90s um, crossover. So he, he did a bunch of uh, movies in Asia with people like Chow Yun-Fat and, um, and then crossed over and, you know, eventually, you know, worked with the great Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Who else has that resume? <laughs> Nicolas Cage and Tom Cruise. Did the worst Mission Impossible movie. But hey, sometimes you just want to see two guys uh, leap at each other mm -hmm. while riding on motorcycles and then doves will fly out. Lots of doves. Oh, so many unnecessary flips in that movie. Just backflip <laughs> after backflip. That's what and, you got to have. And the doves and the, the motorcycle fight. It was, it was, yeah. it was certainly uh, ambitious. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> back to this movie, though. Back to this movie. So that bus scene, when you have Shang-Chi, first he says, I don't want, I don't want no trouble. In, Classic in, Jackie Chan line. Exactly. Uh -huh. Every single one of his movies, he's got to say that at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, fighting in the jacket, using the jacket move, just a touch. Yes. Mm -hmm. Harkens yeah. back to Rumble in the Bronx with the whole jacket fight scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, the star, and we'd be very remiss if not mentioning him. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. It's Simu Liu? Cana yeah, Canadian... A Chinese Canadian actor. Yeah, um, he's even he's he's got sort of a, a Jackie Chan quality to him. He's kind of built like him. He's a little bit stocky, and you know he's got that same sort of build. And he, he's also you know with his martial arts movements, he's he's very much got that sort of subtle humor that you would just th that that Jackie Chan would be able to sort of you know throw in there just with a little slight you know hand gesture or just like a like a, an eyebrow raise, that kind of thing. Yeah, I gotta tip the cap to the fight choreographer because obviously this guy can't possibly have had the history that Jackie Chan did. No. You know, like Jackie Chan who fought with Bruce Lee. Yeah. So Simu comes from a comedy background, was in the, mm -hmm. the sitcom Kim's Convenience. Yeah. So it brings those also, qualities. He was also in Aquafina's uh, Nora from New York or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. He was in that. Um, yeah so great uh -huh. uh, you know we we'd be remiss uh -huh. if we didn't mention someone else who i actually didn't know that she was going to be in this movie mm -hmm. until she showed up which made it a real treat for me uh the great michelle yo the amazing michelle yo yeah if you guys if anybody ever sees michelle yo just like just protect her yeah national treasure. Do, do whatever you can International treasure. International treasure, not just yeah. We're, we're going to claim part. The stories about Michelle Yeoh, because you know she came out of that same uh, uh, film world that that uh, that Jackie Chan did. She would work with Jackie Chan on his movies, and she was the only other the act only other actor that Jackie would allow to do her own stunts. He would make a stunt man or stunt woman do the the work with with other um, uh, other actors. And he knew that she could handle herself. Yeah. So. And you've done a deep dive into to her work too. And she, she didn't mm -hmm. have the martial arts background, right? Mm -mm. She was a dancer. Yeah. 
that's that's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. great. She was a dancer. Uh, absolutely steals um, the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Uh, for, my for my other who... favorite thing story about her from that movie is you know, that movie's all in Mandarin. Mm -hmm. She did not speak Mandarin. Mm -hmm. She had to learn to, to do all the lines phonetically to, to yeah. do that movie. Yeah. Uh, and for the, like, and the difference between Mandarin and I'm assuming she speaks Cantonese yeah. Uh, yeah. is it's like English and Spanish. They're, they're, they're kind of related, but they're not close. Yeah. They're, they're very different. Yeah. For those of you who've never seen uh, a martial arts movie, <laughs> uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh is also the, the mom in Crazy Rich Agents, which is a completely, that's a huge departure for her, yep. at least in, 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 in my view, that she would sort of, you know, have the range to sort of be, be playing like a, an aristocratic, you know, kind of stuck up mom yeah. in, uh, in that film. And she's pretty, great. Pretty awesome. She's also been in Marvel before. I didn't realize again she was yes. going to be here. So she was in the post-credit scene for Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yep. She is one of the Ravager. She's she's in one of the Ravager groups. Uh, we'll see if uh, James Gunn continues and recasts her for that because I know that uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy Three that's been starting shooting, uh, Sylvester Stallone is back. Hmm. So Sly's back. So you know maybe there's a big Ravager plot line in this one and. She's got. She's playing two characters in uh, in the MCU. Not bad. It's happened a couple times now. Um. So yeah, um, I do like also that. Um, you know, just about everybody's got their own sort of fighting style in this film. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do, because uh, you know the way that uh, you know fight coordination is typically gone, is that. You know, like a like a let's go to Jackie Chan because we've mm -hmm. both seen a bunch of Jackie Chan movies. He did the fight coordination for all those movies. Mm -hmm. um, he basically was the director on those films, and you know he would coordinate his own fighting. And if anybody was going to be good and nearly beat him, he would coordinate that person too. So it was basically his fight style, you know, kind of put out there with everybody else. It seems to me, and, and you know, I've seen the movie twice now. Uh, this movie's got like everybody that's good has got a really distinct and different style, and that's kind of a really unique thing within a martial arts movie. Yeah, well, I think it was important because uh, a big part of the movie is between Shang Chi's dad and then his mom. So his mom's doing like a Tai Chi kind of style. Yeah, like a, a very rhythmic, slow, mm -hmm. like flowing water. Gosh, that opening scene! So good. With the two of them in the bamboo—that's so great. It's perfect, right? It's mm -hmm. it's. It's a great way of showing character through fight choreography. Mm -hmm. it, it did remind me, I mean, it was clearly a, an homage to the, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon scene where they're actually up in the tops of the bamboo forest. Yeah. Chao Yun-Fat and uh, uh, Zhiji, what was her name? Zhiji? Zhang Zhiyi. Zhang Zhiyi. Yeah. Uh, that's such an amazing scene too. And this one, you know, the way that she was able to sort of harness the wind and, and do stuff with, with the way she was fighting was great. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, getting back to Shang-Chi, uh, the character, you know, he did come from the comics. Um, his origin is pretty insane. Uh, not, not his origin story, but just how Marvel started the character. Um, 
it was initially kind of pitched as uh, they actually this this group sort of pitched it to DC first, and DC was like, "No, nah, I don't want it." Um, there was a really couple of popular TV shows at the time. One of them being Kung Fu, starring David Carradine, uh -huh. who um, you know unfortunately plays a an Asian uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kung Fu master that just walks the earth and corrects rights and, and, and corrects wrongs and does good things. But um, they also Marvel also at the time. Uh, had the rights to um, an off-time villain across a couple of different uh, genres of both movies and television and books and stuff like that. A character named Fu Manchu, uh, who was a racist trope, to be completely honest. And uh, he was like this uh, Asian criminal mastermind, right? He was behind all kinds of stuff. You never really saw the character other than the fact that he had this, you know, a, a Fu Manchu beard with the long mustache and the pointy... Uh, uh, the pointy beard. And uh, so uh, originally, Shang-Chi was going to be a hero, but he also happened to be the son of Fu Manchu. Mm. So son Fu of a Manchu, villain. Son of a villain. So uh, this movie is very similar to that. Uh, it's uh -huh. just a different villain. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Fu Manchu would send out assassins to kill him. And that's that was a lot of the plot line. Of the stuff so he was constantly trying to defeat Fu Manchu and Fu Manchu was this mysterious figure clouded in mist all the time and you could never really get to him um kind of like a bond like a lot of the bond villains back right. in the day oh <clears throat> they so, removed it once they lost the rights to the the character right um and it's also Fu Manchu really racist oh yeah <laughs> so again that's off to Marvel to just like, hey, let's take the character, let's take the good parts, we'll just make something totally different. That's right. Mm -hmm. They do that a lot. Yeah. So kudos to the MCU for the kind of rewriting that and also rewriting uh, the, the Mandarin, which we kind of yep. had rewritten prior to this. And then this is kind of a full rewrite and kind of kind of circulate, cir makes it a full circle. Right. So speaking of rewriting, uh, mm -hmm. There is a Bay Area artist, comic book artist, who's written, he's won of several awards. Uh, his name is Gene Yang. Mm -hmm. And he is writing, um, I think it's currently in circulation, the, the Shang-Chi Monthly that's coming out now. So if you look up his name, you can find out more about him. He wrote a really great graphic novel called American Born Chinese. Okay. Uh, for those, those of you associated with the Bay Area, I know that mm -hmm. we both were. And, uh, yeah. Check it out. This this movie, uh, the first part of it is also obviously set in San Francisco. The the bus uh, chase scenes and um, all of San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, a lot yeah. of Marvel ties to San Francisco. Yeah, we've got this and uh, and Ant Man and yeah, uh, you know both of those movies had had uh, chase scenes in San Francisco. Do you think there'd be like they after the Ant Man chase scene that they would have put like a you know. Like some safety measures in the city to yeah. prevent that from happening, but no. Surprisingly, even though Marvel has all these ties to the Bay Area, there there was a quote unquote Marvel movie. The well, it is a Marvel movie, X Men: The Last Stand, a terrible mm -hmm. movie, awful also, movie. Yeah, yeah, big scene in San Francisco though. Yeah, the X Men at some point actually take up residence in San Francisco. I see. Uh, I think it's around the time of uh, in the comics. I think it's X Men versus Avengers that storyline. 
Um, the most recent one that I mean now X Men is weird. They're in like this island called Krakoa, and it's like a living island. It's weird. Uh, yeah. um, I don't recommend. I've been reading it, but I don't recommend anybody else because it doesn't make much sense. Okay. <laughs> but uh, X Men, uh, X Men have like yeah, X Men. There's always been a West Coast Avengers. Well, right. not always, but there was, and that was kind of the team that Hawkeye held up uh, led for a while. Um, Got it. I thought they were in L.A. though. Yeah, that would make a bit more sense. Like Kate Bishop ends up in LA for a while too. Yeah. And, you know, Tony Stark in the MCU has had a had a had a West Coast kind of thing. He's always right. associated right. with New York within the Avengers because of Stark Tower and all that stuff. But uh the character um does does live in in Malibu, right? And this has always been a key distinction <laughs> between Marvel and DC. So all of the Marvel heroes always live in real American cities. Yes. DC very intentionally goes to fake cities, Gotham, mm -hmm. Metropolis. Yeah. Now Marvel has their has their share of made up stuff. Oh yeah. Places on the earth. Wakanda is not real. What? Lat <laughs> Latveria is not real. Yeah. Uh, and in this one we get uh, Tao Lo, which is right. not weird. Not not real. Right. I, I, at least they think. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, they have, the, Marvel does the mix of the two. Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to see a real city in, like a superhero doesn't live in, in a real city. If you're Flash yeah. in Central City, you have uh, Gotham, you've got Metropolis, you've got yeah. New Haven. Yeah, only in the, the DC movies where you have Wonder Woman, DC, and mm -hmm. Paris or whatever. I do think that uh, DC, in the DC universe, I believe that uh, Washington DC exists. Okay. Um, as the capital of the United States. Um, and world capitals exist, but I okay. don't think. But they never mentioned any other city but those. Yeah, capitals. they never mentioned New York City, which is clearly both Gotham and Metropolis, right? Yeah. Well, well, apparently, you'll never, okay, you'll never guess where Metropolis was supposed to be based on the authors. It was. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what, what would be the, the biggest city in the world called Metropolis, but Cleveland? Yeah, I just, I can't see that being anything that I would care about. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, like, hey, yeah. we're in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Where else would the world's greatest protector live and protect yeah. but Cleveland? Sorry, yeah. Cleveland. For well, all you and I, listeners. you and I both, you and I both uh, were huge Buffy and the Vampire Slayers fans back in the day. Yeah. And if you remember the ongoing sort of joke about you know there being a Hellmouth, the other Hellmouth being under Cleveland. Yeah. But no one else, no one ever wants to go there because it's Cleveland. So, so who would know? So yeah, <laughs> their Hellmouth is in Sunnyvale. Oh, Sunnydale. Sorry. Sunny? No, it's Sunnyvale. Yeah, it's it's definitely Sunnyvale. No, it's Sunnydale. Sunnyvale. They call it. It's yeah. Sunnydale. You're right. Yeah, but it's Sunnyvale. But yeah. Sunnyvale is, is in the Bay Area, and it's nothing like that. It's a it's it's supposed to be more like uh, like uh, I don't know what would you think? Of it's it? supposed to be a town in L.A. because the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. LA, yeah. Remember, like the Christy Swanson movie. That's clearly an L.A. based yeah. thing. So it's like Pasadena. Or yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow. So um, uh, getting back characters. to Shang Chi. We're talking <laughs> about Shang Chi. Uh, Wong. So awesome. We get Wong back in this movie. Yeah. Um, Wong! So, so Wong, played mm -hmm. by 
Benedict Wong. Expertly played by Benedict. Expertly played. So, so mm-hmm. great. Do you think Kevin Feige was like, hey, Benedict, we have a character with your name all over it. He's like, oh, really? It's like, oh. You, wait, wait, wait. You, you needed to pause there and let the joke yeah. sit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was he no, the only I, one they could cast? I, I, it's an excellent question. Yeah. It's an excellent question. He seems perfectly cast for it. Um, just how, how they sort of changed the character from the, from the comics to the, to the MCU. Because uh, he's much more of a Doctor Strange contemporary slash equal versus, I believe he was a manservant in the comics. Yeah, he's a manservant in the comics. Um, <laughs> I love in this movie how you see Wong just in this underground fight scene. Yeah. Because why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's used largely for, for, for comedic relief, which is, yeah. you know, kind of what he was in Doctor Strange too. Um, and I think, and it's a different kind of comedic relief. He's totally deadpan, not yeah. trying to be comedic. And what I love about it, um, was they, it was like the perfect amount. Like we criticized Guardians of the Galaxy 2 a little bit just because they, they overused Drax the Destroyer, right? right? He was just, he had too many Drax lines. And it just became sort of absurd, right? This one just had the perfect amount of, of Wong. Like the recipe called for a half a cup, yep. and you got a half a cup. Yeah, so good. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, I've seen Benedict Wong and other things too. Usually it's like in, um, yeah. oh gosh darn it, SVU. In, I'll, I'll see him in okay. like episodes of that, right? Yeah, he was in the Martian. He was in the Martian. He played uh, the guy that was the head of the JPL. Right. Because right. you know Asian people are smart. Yes. Well, he talks about <laughs> his, his 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 uncle <laughs> in China uh-huh. to help out. Yeah. Uh, not who I would pick as an action star. No. Nope. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so good. Because he's a little. Uh, let's just. He's got. A, he's got a dad bod. Let's Great. See, say it right yeah. there. He's already winning the dad bot of the week, which we aren't doing anymore. But see, like, we don't. Do, but you know what? We could do it. Uh, the, the, we could retire it as the uh, the uh, Wong Memorial. Not Memorial. He's not dead. The, the <laughs> Wong. The Wong Honorarial Honorarium. Yeah. Dad bot of the week. So good. So, uh, so he kind of uh, you know he comes in at the end of this film, uh, kind of as seriously sort of bringing, you know. Shang-Chi into the, the superhero fold, into the, mm-hmm. not really the Avengers. I don't know what the Avengers are right now, but um, is he kind of the new Phil Coulson? I think he I would could love be. That, but yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Like he's, he's the one that's going around to the, these new heroes and being like, hey, you're a hero. We need to talk. Yeah. Time for, time for you to get it. It's time to enter the big leagues. Because he would make sense, you know, if they, you know, if and when this uh, uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel show ever, ever comes out. He'd be obviously a good one to uh, to uh, introduce her to the world, the superhero yeah. world. It helps that he can just travel anywhere he wants at any time he wants. Yeah, another surprise that was very uh, very comedic. Bringing back uh, uh, Ben Kingsley, Trevor. Yep. From Iron Man three, you know one of the funny parts about that film, and it's a flawed film, but we get you know we get him back here. Yeah, Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh-huh acting as a hacked actor he's hilarious very funny who's now just acting for a mob basically for a mob because they think he's funny yeah 
It's great. This is the guy. This is the guy that played Gandhi. Yep. <laughs> that's that's what you're yeah. gonna do with things. For 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 our generation, I think there, there's probably no one sort of at his sort of uh, level and uh, um, stature that had more of that, right? Than yeah. Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that played multiple roles within the uh, MCU, the same actor that uh, is actually that has the um, phone is recording the, the fight scene on the bus in this film is actually the same actor that's working at a hot dog stand in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and asks Spider-Man to do a flip, if you remember <laughs> that scene. Uh, it's the same guy. He looks exactly the same. He's got a beard. He's doing all that thing. And I wonder if it's actually the same character, if it's just the same actor. I would like it if it's it's the same same character. character. Yeah. Now it's bi coastal, which would be a little strange. Yeah. But uh, he could have moved. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. People go from New York City to San Francisco all the time. Yeah. In fact, there's lots of direct flights. (laughs) There you go. This is not on our notes, but I but I was actually reading about this. Uh, So they uh, uh, karaoke is happens a couple of times during this film. Yeah. Uh, in the early part of the film, the, the, the two characters, Katie and uh, Katie, played ex- expertly by Aquafina, and uh, and Shang Chi, they uh, they sing "Old Town Road" mm. by uh, Little Little Nas, mm-hmm. which the fact that they're singing it probably proves that Little Nas survived the blip. Oh, he was not, he was not uh, snapped out of existence. Oh, but wait, this is post blip, right? So it Lil is post blip, yes, but. But the when Lil Lil Nas, uh, the, so that so this movie is five years post blip, mm-hmm. at least. So 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 it should be set in like twenty twenty four. So so Lil Nas X, which that, that I guess that came out in like twenty twenty or something like that or twenty nineteen. Mm. So this would have had to have, uh, it would have had to have uh, he would have had to have been alive. So we know that okay. So in the MCU, Old Town Road exists. Lil yes. Nas X clearly exists. Mm-hmm. So does Aladdin, and so does the so do the Eagles. Right, the Eagles clearly exist. Yeah, as we'll get into. Yeah. Um. So we got our kung fu master, whose uh, origin lies in a secret uh, magic Asian city. Yes. With dragons, I think this probably means uh, that the MCU is done with Iron Fist. Good. Look, I, I didn't watch one minute of that show. I watched the trailer <laughs> of a frizzy-haired guy with uh-huh. really bad... Like We talked about the great fight choreography here. Mm-hmm. If you can't sell me on a show that's about Kung Fu in yeah. your trailer with your best clips yeah. of the main actor doing you know, your, your fake... fake I, I assume he's not like a martial arts expert, but this guy, that guy looked terrible. Yeah. I will tell you, uh, all the Netflix shows, most of them are pretty good. Iron Fist is not. Okay. Daredevil is terrific. Daredevil got three seasons. Yeah. It was just announced that Daredevil is going to get a fourth season on Disney+. Plus. Very nice. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox, as, uh, as, as Matt Murdock, Daredevil, was a great uh, fighter. Yeah. Um, and, and I've seen enough of Daredevil to watch some of those fight scenes. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's uh, what you want. And, 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 and from a filmmaking standpoint, like the, I think it's the second episode um, – it's one of those like six six minute one take type scenes yeah. where he's fighting a bunch of dudes in a hallway 
and it's just this brutal fight scene where everybody's fallen down and everything. It's just crazy, but it's 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 one of those amazing sort of little film film nerd stuff. But that is great. Uh, Iron Fist was not. Yeah, let's let's not do more like white guy, like yep. stealing Asian culture thing because. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not going to take the time to like choreograph the fights well. Yeah, if you, Come on. If you could do like like Chuck Norris has an entire career of doing just that. He right? fought with Bruce Lee. Okay, so yes, he's got credentials. He's fought with Bruce Lee. Yes, Chuck Norris is probably a terrible person. I'm sure he's a Trump supporter. It doesn't matter. He is. He Screw with, him. <laughs> yeah, he fought with Bruce Lee. He made his bones, right? Yep, that he counts. Can, he can, yes, he, it counts. Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes. Badass. Sure. Okay. He was able to do a whole bunch of stuff with martial arts. Good for him. All oh, right. Someone else who fought with Bruce Lee, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Right. So, okay, let's, let's go over the career. <laughs> uh, All time NBA, fought yes. with Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Great writer, wrote yeah. on Veronica Mars. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, yeah, the most recent season, season four. Right. Yeah. And then also very and, recently and, had a... And yeah. just recently ripped Aaron Rodgers a new one. Yes. Is there <laughs> nothing that... Next, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, please be in the MCU, just to complete it all. <laughs> he was in Airplane. He's an excellent actor. Uh-huh. Roger. Roger. Over. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, <clears throat> uh, very brief, but in the... Uh, the uh, the fight scene that we see Wong as an un- in an underground sort of uh, fight club, uh, one of the undercards, um, there's a there's a, a Black Widow, uh-huh. uh, one of the widows versus a uh, extremist soldier. I guy. totally didn't notice that. Now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Um, so in that scene, in the in the scene that leads up to it, you know, you get to see Wong fighting uh, Abomination. Apparently, Abomination's back in the MCU. Who knew? Yeah, and kind of a good guy. Like you see him getting along with Wong. He's like, oh, but he's yeah. also in prison somewhere. True. So, hmm. um, my guess is is that that's gonna kind of come back as like a like a Thunderbolts or a, mm. a Dark Avengers type kind of storyline. But anyway, sure. we'll see. Um, so the Ten Rings. Once uh, at the end. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi takes the Ten Rings from his father. Yes. Because I guess they like him better. I'm not sure exactly how that worked. Changes colors when it goes to him. Yes, it's it, it was blue, and then it became like red or orange. Yes. Um, I'm colorblind, so it was either red or orange. It's, it's orange. Okay, there you go. Um, but it's apparently, uh, we learned from the post credit scene that uh, it sent out a message somewhere. Yep. When, when Shang-Chi put him on. Where do we think that message went? So it can't be good, I, right? It can't be yeah. like sending out a message to like Captain Marvel to say, "Great." Well, Captain Marvel is there, right? Or like Captain Marvel, like a, like a hero. It couldn't be just like going out to like you know Thor and being like, "Hey, we like your hair," right? <laughs> and we've we've gone past Infinity Stones, so I think we're hitting new fundamental Marvel universe elements. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something bad. It wouldn't be something good. Right. So of all the phase four projects, like the, the, the villains that we've teased so far, um, in the Eternals, we've got the Deviants and Celestials. Sure. Uh, in uh, 
Loki, we got Kang the Conqueror. We know that Kang is going to be popping up at least in um, uh, the Ant-Man sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got maybe the Thunderbolts, whatever whatever uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character is sort of organizing. It's like the dark Captain America sure. and uh, Elena. So, you know, we've got some stuff. We have the teasing of Wanda and mm-hmm. Agatha, like witchcraft what's going on there um we know we're going to get a fantastic four movie yes and we know we're going to get the x-men slash mutants at some point Hmm. the only one of those groups that i've even talked about that's off world where like a message out into the universe would even make sense would be the the eternals slash celestials that kind of thing right so i wonder if it's a, a a thing that we're not even thinking of Probably. I think, I do think MCU is going to hint at something else. It, it makes sense to go completely different direction. Now, there's nothing in modern Marvel comics as iconic as the Infinity Stones, we'll say. That was definitely, you know, from, particularly from since, the late particu- 80s. Particularly yeah. since they sort of, they took the, the idea of the Infinity Stones and the cosmic cubes yeah, and sort right. of combined them all into one thing. Yeah, they stole a lot of things for sure to, to turn it into the Infinity Stone. So they might have written themselves into a little bit of a hole, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the they have the, the mutant gene to, to play with. So yeah, and uh, Celestials actually have a, a history with that, and I wonder if they're going to explore that. There's a whole Earth X comic, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. which is related to the Celestials. Maybe they go there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so we don't know. Yeah. Do we have any guesses? I I think Celeste, but I haven't seen Eternals yet, so we'll mm-hmm. have to see uh, how far they go into that. That's That would make the most sense to go next. Yeah, so this isn't really a spoiler. We do get Star Fox at the end of Celestials. Okay. Who was Thanos' brother. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so there could be something... With with that character, uh, you know, that's I think a really minor character, man. It is a little bit of a minor character. I do think that uh, we're gonna have to. Um, I think there's something. There's a there's a there's a there's a thing we're not thinking of. Okay. That they haven't probably introduced yet, and then maybe it's a, uh, you know, if you eventually get the Fantastic Four, you get Galactus, right? Maybe it's Galactus. Galactus would make a lot of sense. That deals with end of the universe kinds of stuff. You really go into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously world eating, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Zhu Wenwu, our villain in this movie. Yeah. He is a terrible father. He's a really terrible father. <laughs> really terrible father. Uh, his core motivation, if you get down to it, right, is yeah. that he is he's really demanding mm-hmm. and he's disappointed in his son. Sure is. <laughs> I mean, that's his whole whole thing, right? Yeah. He's, he's just he's just bad dad. I want you to come uh, back, and uh, you know, I want you to manage the army of the Ten Rings for me. Exactly. Uh, and uh, sends him off initially to go kill some dude. Yes. Seems Which he really does apparently. Yeah, really bad father, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, he seemingly cares little for his daughter. Like he almost doesn't care about his daughter at all. 
you know what? It seems like she would have been more into running the family business than than Shang. And and at the end, she kind of does. Yeah. So he he picked wrong. Yeah, yeah. And as you point out, I mean, this guy's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He should have been a lot more progressive. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the pattern. Like you, the more you learn, then you realize, like, oh wow, that's forgive and forget. I, hey, you know what would have really helped this guy? His wife dies. Should have gone into therapy. Yep. Therapy. Um, you know, we spent a lot of last week talking about how Tony needed to have like a just a compliance class that he needed to take. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, the 10 rings could have used like a like a compliance department. I think if he, if he had gone into therapy, some therapist would have told him, you know, you're not really hearing your wife. That's mm-hmm. the rings talking to you. I think yeah. even Banner would have told him that. Or maybe you're taking you're taking this out on your kids. Yeah. Clearly. You know, it's not your fault that, you know, your enemies came and killed your wife. Mm-hmm. Now, it kind of was his fault, but it's not, not really. your fault, right? I mean, right. this is like this is the classic, you know, Robin Williams talking to Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault all this stuff happened, even if it was. It, it was his past self, his sins of the past, but he right. had reformed. He had taken off the Ten Rings. Yeah. And he was being a father and a family man and all that stuff. Yeah, put those, leave those rings in the box, man. Yeah. I think the rings are not really rings. They're rings in your heart. I think the real rings are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> uh, in the final battle, uh, Katie getting really good at archery so fast where she yeah. was able to like be the only archer that survived and then shot the big dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Proof that Hawkeye sucks. Yeah. It's just more proof. Yeah. Oh, you it's can just like, pick this up in a, a couple of days. <laughs> she didn't even spend that much time. Well, they spent a couple of, I think it was at least three days, right? Like, yeah. We knew that the, the she's time got a, between she's, we, we, we know about this character that she's got a degree from uh, Berkeley. Yeah, and that she's yeah. lived in Northern California her entire life. She's probably never picked up a bow and arrow before unless she went to like a summer camp. I think it's heavily implied that she's never fired an arrow before at that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, does in any of the uh, Marvel films that Hawkeye has been in, has he ever shot a single arrow that's as consequential as the one that Katie does. No. A no. single arrow. No. He does not. And he spent how many years honing his craft? Won't use a gun. Shoots mm-hmm. many arrows. Yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye, you suck. We'll find out more in this series. Maybe he talks about it. It's like, Maybe. oh, you know what? I, I heard about this this, uh, this chick from uh, San Francisco. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I should have been, I should have been, I should have been somebody that carried God. <laughs> <Way easier. laughs> All, All right. right. So let's talk about some dad jokes that we saw. Dad jokes. Time. Dad jokes. Uh, the song choice. Mm-hmm. Hotel California. Yep. That is an old song. It is an old song. Do we think anybody that was actually in this film, the actors and actresses, the ones that are in their 20s and 30s, really had ever, I mean, you might be familiar with, like, they know what the Eagles are, but do you think they've ever heard Hotel California? No. no. I don't think so. Like, no. Aquafina, like, Aquafina is famous for doing, like, you know, YouTube rap and stuff like that, and, you know, 
she does have some problematic stuff in her past using like she's she's famous for using a black scent yeah uh, and she doesn't have a good reason for why she did it or you know anything so nope. we should put that out there so it's probably bad she's yeah, yeah. that's not cool she should probably no, apologize cool. you should apologize it would be much better if she just apologized every time she's get faxed about asked about it she's like oh you know things are complicated da 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 da, da. it's like yeah no it's not it's just don't pretend hey, you're not Aquafina, this is this is a uh, listen to us, <laughs> hear us now. Yeah. This is yeah. where your your PR people just apologize. Be done just with apologize. it. Yeah, and like you know what? I, I thought I thought it was cool. Question. I was wrong. <clears throat> yeah, that's the answer. Exactly. Let's say you're it's, wrong. Uh, it's okay to be yeah. wrong. It is as long as you own up to it. Do, yes. Why can't people just say, you know what? I was probably dumb. I was very dumb. She was not famous yet, right? Yep. She was yep. a kid. She was trying to get famous. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, um, she's never heard of them. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I really like the the joke where uh, uh, they're on this flight, uh, Aqua, uh, Katie and, and Shang-Chi, and Shang-Chi is telling Katie the story of, you know, his assassin father and all this stuff. And uh, the, 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 the flight attendant interrupts them. It's like, oh, can I get you your meal? Do you want, you know, vegetarian chicken or beef or whatever? And they both pick vegetarian and there's no vegetarians left and... And then there's no chicken left, and then so they both go with beef. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Also, yeah. kind of reckless. I mean, if you've ever been on a plane, there's always somebody that's listening to your conversation that you're yeah. having. You got to know that like people around you can hear you. I'm gonna give you advice right now. If mm -hmm. it turns out that you're the heir to the army of the Ten Rings, that's right. Don't talk about it publicly in an airplane. Yeah, this is like fight club. That that's a dangerous thing to do. I agree. Uh, America was afraid of an orange. Yes. I like that a little bit from uh, from from Wen Wu as he's talking to everybody uh, about the Mandarin and that whole history. I think this is one of the better uh, retcons that they've done. Yeah, they made a villain. They made a villain out of a chicken dish. Yeah, that's the line that he used. Really funny, and actually, I could see that working too. <clears throat> Because mm -hmm. the, the Army of the Ten Rings is used twice within Ar Iron Man. First, Iron Man 1, those, the terrorists there, the, the Army yep. of the Ten Rings. Iron Man 3, Mandarin, yet again, Army mm -hmm. of the Ten Rings. The dinner scene. Uh huh. We see it twice. Yes, with the same couple. The same couple that Katie and, and Shang-Chi, they meet up with. They're always telling them these stories of like mm -hmm. hijinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is there not a more San Francisco kind of thing than? Oh, absolutely. The only reason that some some couples I think even get together, yeah, is so that they can get, they can have double dates, where they, out tell stories with the the people that they're like double dating with. Yeah, it's a very I think San Francisco thing. It's very San Francisco. They capture that very well, mm -hmm. and then of course to end it with uh, Wong opening yep. the portal and invalidating their whole story. That's, that's right. perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do in San Francisco. Yeah. To, to, you got to take that extra step. You know, everybody, everybody has seen, you know, Tim Cook at a, you know, a restaurant in Palo Alto. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. You've never heard that story because I am not the kind of people that I'm not the kind of person that like tells stories, but you know, this breakfast place that we used to go to, 
uh, when Elliot was very, very young. Oh. Uh, my wife and I would see Tim Cook at this restaurant. He would always have like a bowl of oatmeal after his morning walk. Did he ever leave a prototype iPhone on the table when he left? Uh, as far as I know, no. Oh, well, then he's of no use to you. <laughs> that thing would have been worth a lot. But yes, that's the kind of story that is told here in San Francisco all the time. Everybody has run into like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg at a, you know, farmer's market or some crap like that. Well, nowadays you'd see him and then, uh, you know, you'd have, if you didn't punch him in the face, then you're of no use to us. <laughs> all right. I peed next to Elon Musk. But did you pee on him? No, I didn't. Oh, well then. I didn't actually pee next to you. Why did you tell me that story? Uh, for the visual. Anyway, um, that's Shang-Chi. That's it. It is. Anything Good else? movie. That, Good I don't movie. think there's anything yeah. else. I think it fits right here. Yeah. Right here. Anyway, go see it if you haven't. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. There's no reason not to. Watch it. Watch it again. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Shane.